Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the highest and best use. So there's a term in investing and in real estate and business called the highest and best use. Talking about for a particular property, for uh, a sum of money, for a business, what's the highest and best use of this? Sometimes people come in and do some evaluations on things to say, you know what, what is there a better use for this property, for this money, for this business? Is there a better way to be operating, a better thing to be to be doing with the investment of time and capital and resources, these types of things? And so we're going to be taking communion over this today. Because we're doing a connection challenge this month, in the month of August of 2022, to connect with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community on a new level. And this week, we're specifically focusing on connecting with our community. And it's an interesting thing how our individual purpose is tied to the community. Because our individual purpose is meant to to serve that community, but it also takes a community of people to bring out the best in our purpose, to truly be able to walk it out. We can't walk it out in isolation. And so we're going to be asking God for God's help today. In order for us to truly connect on a new level with our community, I think we have to be functioning in our highest and best use personally. So we're going to be asking for his help to help us to function in that, to show us what he put us here for, what he created us to do and help us to step into that, to function in our highest and best use so that we can better serve the community of people around us. So now some of you might might be asking, why are we taking communion every day, daily communion? Why are we taking communion every day? Well, several years ago, I would have thought that was weird myself. About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. I was running my personal training business, and the business got into some tough times. I had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My my life was very unbalanced. I just began searching for a better way. And one day I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. And that one challenge just changed the course of my whole life. Because one day I came across Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? I came to the conclusion the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom or teaching or training for how to truly live. So I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for every area of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. And he taught, he taught me this whole new way to live, this completely different way to operate my life. But we learned to make him the source. We learned how to rest and trust in him and to allow him to do the work through us. But learning a new way to live wasn't always easy all the time. There were some struggles. And I had to change. I had to learn. I had to grow to put off some old ways. And I just began to document what he was taking me through, the things that I was learning. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on would be daily communion. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about just remembering, making his sacrifice real and active this day today in our lives. 
The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. How we take it matters. Taking it with the right heart stance. Taking it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and reverence and honor for the sacrifice of Jesus. We're not just doing it to check a box for the day and say we did it for the day. But truly doing it to honor him and his sacrifice, all that he went through for us. Now, the process we typically use for these daily communions. We start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And this is a daily prayer that I pray every day. It's something that just developed over the course of about 8 to 10 years. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick. And they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life. If you take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're usually going over some practical health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because it's always called today. We've got to bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of our lives today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. 
And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing these some presence and some fun into those fundamentals today. But before we go through the fundamentals, just remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps, there's some stages, there's a process. I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. And then being willing to move forward with his plan, learning to put off our old ways and to learn how to operate our lives in his way. To walk in faith and love and humility and grace and all these types of things. And to allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect time and learning to rest and to trust in him. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, we got to get positioned in the light today. When we're positioned in the light, we're walking in faith. We're walking in forgiveness. We're walking in love. We're on track. We're in the light. We're walking in God's kingdom. And I think the shortcut to all of this, the easiest way to maintain your positioning, be thankful. Be thankful in all circumstances. It helps to keep you positioned in the light. You think about it. When you're getting off track a little bit, it's usually you lose that thankfulness. Stay positioned in thankfulness. And when you take your position in the light, there are so many good things in the light. God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in Christ. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. Think about it. His spirit, his power, his peace, his joy, his love, mind and wisdom, health and energy. It's all in there. It's available today. Think about that for a moment. You don't have to use your peace. You can use God's peace, his love, his joy, his health, his energy. It's all available to flow through you. But first, we've got to get in position. Just be thankful. And then our second fundamental, we're going to magnify the light. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through you. And to magnify the light, very simply, what are you focused on? What are you magnifying? What are you thinking about and meditating on rolling over and over in your mind all day long? And I like to think of the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, I can fill up the basket with the issues and problems and testings that we face by venting and complaining and pouting and toiling away in my mind. On the other side, there's a better option. I can fill up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our lives. Praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ. Start looking at all the things that are going well. Just begin to magnify the light. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to magnify that light in the face of those issues and problems. Because we trust God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of that. And so that's where sometimes we miss it. We have to learn to recognize those symptoms because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. When we're out of position and magnifying the wrong things, you might find yourself snapping at people, getting upset, getting angry. You might find yourself withholding good things because someone did something to you you didn't like. You might withdraw your presence or avoid people or give them the silent treatment, just not talk to them. On the inside, you feel the weight and the pressure and the heaviness the fear, the stress, the worry. How we feel on the inside is one of the greatest gifts. Our emotions are a great gift God gave us for feedback. Letting us know whether we're on track or we're off track. Because when we're in the light, there's rest in our soul. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. 
And when we rest, God goes to work and all those good things he put within us begin to flow. And now when he does the work, everything feels free and easy and energizing. And you've got his peace and his joy and his love and all those good things he put in Christ begin to flow through you. Now, sometimes we get off track. That's where we have to be able to turn the tables quickly, get back in position again. And it's learning to recognize those symptoms and developing this skill set of being able to turn it back around quickly. It's a skill we can develop. How do we do it? I think we recognize the symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, I've, I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness with other people. Then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. You get right back into the light again. And all those good things begin to flow. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and guide us. We've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. I like to start at the top with a big picture uh, vision. I could call them some filters. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting every night. Just to keep me in rhythm with God, help to filter my decision making throughout the day. And I like to start with the big picture vision. For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world. Making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What's the word or the vision or direction I feel like God gave me for this year? For me personally, this year is 2022. The year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to give me some glimpses of this beautiful land. This rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. And teaching us to hold fast to it. To possess it and to hold fast to it. And then I want to bring it down into this month. This month, we're working on connection. And then I want to bring it down into this week. This, this week specifically, we're working on connecting with the community of people around us. Just spending time connecting with the people around us. And part of that is us stepping into this highest and best use, where we can truly serve the community of people around us. And I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise and thankfulness to get in position. And then to magnify what went well today. What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And those things begin to pile up on the inside. You feel that overwhelm and the lack of clarity. So learn to stick with, what do I know to do today? Just begin to take action on those things one at a time. And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning. We get the day started right. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And I feel like this is something we can imitate God and we can mimic God, what he did. The, look at the very first words God spoke in the Bible that set the tone for the whole Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that day in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to the place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic. 
and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. So highest and best use. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. That you would help us to step into the highest and the best use that you have for us. You created us for this specific purpose. You have this amazing plan for our life. We're asking for your help to help us to step into that, to get clear on what that is. And to be functioning in that, in the highest and best use that you created for us. So that we can better serve the community of people around us. And we're asking for your help with that. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. We'd all gone astray, we'd all missed it, and God laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes we've been healed. Through his sacrifice, we've been made righteous and holy and perfect in God's sight because of what he suffered, his body being broken. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him in heavenly places, made us one with him. So, Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Give your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us his new covenant with God. His blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Give your juice, you can take your juice. All right, health and fitness. We talked about yesterday the concept of the best and most beautiful, about how God said he was taking the people into the best and most beautiful of all lands. I feel like this concept, we've talked a lot about how we want to make our workouts beautiful, we want to make every rep beautiful. I feel like something God's showing me is we need to combine this concept of the best. So doing our best and the most, making it the most beautiful at the same time. Giving that heart position. I'm going to make this a beautiful workout, but I'm also going to do my best. I'm going to bring my best to it. Taking that approach into it. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.